What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know what happened today? What happened today? I went to Walmart after the gym, right? And like, I was walking around, I was getting my stuff and I could hear like, you know, you hear like stuff going on in the PA in the background. Mm. I was like, they're talking a lot on there today, like a lot more than normal. And then one thing catches my ear and I, I didn't think about it at first, mm-hmm. but they're like, um, sorry for the wait customers, but our registers are back in order and we're going to try and get through you guys as quickly as possible. And I was like, okay, you know, uh, maybe like one of the registers was down or something. Mm-hmm. And I started walking towards, because I was all the way in the back of the grocery store at this point. Mm-hmm. I started walking towards like wherever the cashier register area is. And I'm like, why is there people waiting at the pharmacy area, which is near the back as well mm-hmm. of this grocery store? And I'm like, these people are not just wait; They're waiting in line for the registers at the front of the store. And so they were all the way where the pharmacy was? They were all the way to the was? back of the store, this line. How? What happened? Because all the registers were down. Apparently, like, everything was... Even um, the self-checkout? Yeah, self-checkout, everything was off. Damn. And and this is a question for you. I want to see what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. Are you the type of person to put back all the stuff that you have? Because, like, I had some frozen items. I had some, like, some food items. So I put back all the food items. Oh, you didn't wait in the line? No, who's gonna wait in line for that? I had no time. <laughs> well, to wait clearly, in line. all those other people. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I, you know, I'm a busy man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I put all my, I put all the food items back, like the frozen items, the stuff that like can go bad, even even stuff that can't really go bad on the outside. I still put that stuff back, mm-hmm. but like the other smaller stuff, like the cleaning supplies I was getting, I kind of left that in the cart and just like walked out of there. I know you you were like hesitant on it. Yeah, first. I was. I, I knew I, it. You know, you know where I put it back? I put it back in the area where the cleaning stuff was. So when they do find the cart, they can quickly just put it back and then move the cart back. But I was like, and you know, there's 25 cents in there too for anybody who does that. So, you know, they can, a little bit of tip, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I put the items back. So are you, would you, Sarah, yeah. would you put the items back? A hundred percent, I would. A hundred percent? Yeah, because I used to work retail. Remember mm. when I used to work at the shoe store? I'm not going to say which yeah. one. And the type of customer that I personally hated mm-hmm. is the type that would take the bags, you know, the shopping bags that you have in store, right? Yeah. And they would fill it up with like maybe 15 pairs of shoes. Like they stuffed that bag with shoes. Wait, I thought the shoes came in boxes. Yeah, yeah, some that's the point oh, okay they leave the boxes god knows no where. way yeah they leave it on the floor somewhere they just put the shoes in there and then after they've done their like hour and a half of shopping yeah. they're like i don't got enough money f this and they leave the bag no way yeah they don't put anything back 
you have to be first off you have to be some type of like special psychopath to take the shoes out of the box and put them into a bag separately yeah people do that people do that that's a normal thing yeah like it depends on the type of customer like people if they actually intend on buying it they'll bring the they'll bring the box up but there are a lot of people who would literally come to the cash register with just a pair of shoes and be like i want to buy these and i'm like now i gotta find the damn shoes so i i ask them like where did you get where did you get this and they're like i don't know somewhere back there i'm like fam the store is so big like where did you get these shoes Anyways, back in my retail days, I used to, <laughs> I hated that job so I, much. I think you know what? I think it's very something that's very unique to people who've worked in retail. Like if you yeah. worked in retail, I feel like you know what it takes, or like you know that like you're giving someone struggle. else extra work. Yeah, and it's just so annoying. You put it back. Even if I'm shopping in a clothing store, which yeah. I feel like it's been ages since I have, but whenever mm-hmm. I'm shopping, if I'm taking something, yeah. and I decide like I don't really want it, yeah, like I'll go and put it back. Or you know, when you're done with the change room. Mm-hmm normally the the change room people like and at the shoe store there's no change room right you just try on stuff we're yeah. on the floor but like for clothing mm-hmm. i know that it bothers those poor people that are working there mm-hmm. when people just hand them the clothes and the hanger separately like just hang up the damn shirt or the yeah. pants or whatever and just give it back you know oh i didn't know that was a thing like i okay i think i always try and put it back on the hanger yeah the only part i struggle with is when it's pants why you're just folding it in half and clipping it on no but like pants sometimes they fold they put them on like in a special way where like it's it's like they fold it in on itself or like they do like this weird like u-shaped fold and mm-hmm. then they have the clips that come onto it oh yeah because it fits so that the pants yeah. fit better on the hanger yeah, exactly hard. well so i've always struggled with it really yeah i'll show you how to do it. it's not that bad no welcome back guys to the cousin connection podcast, podcast. <laughs> i feel like i'm so sideways today but like yeah this is better yeah right also, they don't have to look at our thighs like p- protruding straight towards the camera. I always that whenever I'm editing, that's like the one thing I've always been so like self conscious of. I always oh, same. I always bring it down a little bit and no, I make it zoom in a little bit I more. F- yeah, but I feel like the angle of the camera, like every time Amir uploads a video mm-hmm. before it actually goes live, like I view it the night before yeah. usually, and I'm like, dang, like why do I literally look like a sack of potatoes? Like the mm-hmm. camera angle is so unflattering. Well, and I don't do know what it is. The camera adds 10 pounds. Either. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> it might just also be like the fact that we're using a phone eventually when yeah. we upgrade to like a like a nice camera, I yeah. guess. Like maybe like the quality. More, an actual digital camera. It'll have or, more depth perception and mm-hmm. all that. Look at me using these big words. <laughs> we actually we actually have like some type of uh, um, control over the focus and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, because y'all know the struggles. At least the OGs know the struggles of the focus. We finally have it figured out on this phone for the most part. Yeah. But it's still like always in the back of my mind. Like, is it out of focus? Mm -hmm. Will I have to do some weird editing tricks to at least make it look somewhat usable? Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely caused a lot of issues. Hopefully this angle will be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we got got a big show for y'all today. Okay. At least we got a lot of topics here. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff we've meant to cover a long time ago, but never got to. Some Listen, new stuff going on. We 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 love our guests that mm-hmm. come on and and we welcome them. We're going to continue to have guests. Yeah. But um, you know, as we continue to have guests, that also means fewer episodes with just Amir and I, where we have like our very typical mm-hmm. cousin connection episode. I know you guys really enjoyed last week's episode, um, and I saw some comments where you guys were saying like, you know, I really enjoyed this one. Like, I learned a mm-hmm. lot. 
Um, and that makes us really happy because honestly, I learn a lot and so do you. Yeah. Since someone thinks I'm out of touch with a lot of things. <laughs> I'm talking about Amir and Khalid. So. Okay. Yeah, Khalid's not coming back on here, guys. Just say, <laughs> just you know, sometimes you just have to be called out for things. That was I, almost basically like an intervention. I don't know if some saw that clip yet. but <laughs> You know what, though? Like, I do have to say, mm-hmm. shout out to the girls who came to my defense. No, they came way too quick too. There's there's some they comments. They came like, so within, quick. Within five, ten seconds. I saw like three comments be like, nah, we're on your side. So I was like, What? I don't even watch the clip. <laughs> if y- y'all know who you are, okay? Those that wa- that waited for that clip to drop came nah. to my defense with the swiftness. <laughs> Girls unite. All I'm saying is is that th- we've had too many guys on this podcast. What? Yeah. Actually, yeah, we have had a lot of female I mean women on here women i'm talking about guys huh <laughs> oh shoot okay <laughs> what are you talking about i meant to say we haven't had enough women oh. on this podcast <laughs> my bad i was like huh no, 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 no. um i got yeah. mixed up there for a second because i almost tripped up on a word there i didn't say the full word though you know what were you gonna say oh, don't worry about it no huh? just something you know that i'm working on getting out of my that i personally don't personally don't think it's derogatory but you know a certain community has said that it is derogatory so i will i will oblige and and continue to face it out of my well my my vocabulary what is the word it starts with an fee and ends with a male (coughs) you know that that term is not necessarily derogatory it just depends on the context i feel okay (laughs) let me let me my point Tell here okay how you feel Amir. i feel like every context i've used it in has been appropriate okay yet every time i say it i get side eyes from every woman in the room okay <laughs> you know what it is it's whenever men feel like they can speak on a woman's experience and they choose to, to use the term females yeah. when they're generalizing that's when you should but i've use never it. i've never used it in that way it like okay maybe i'm trying to think of ever if i've ever used it in that context but i know that i have used it in context where that wasn't the case where i was literally just referring to all the women in a room you said all the females yeah Mm -hmm. like uh like there was one time where i literally used the male version first so i was like okay i was hosting an event and we had like a bunch of people there and i was like calling up i was calling up uh, a guy and a girl and at one point, I was like, okay, guys, I have a, I have a male uh, contestant, so I'm going to need a female contestant. Was this the... Yes. Someone called you out for that? No, but like, I got a bunch of side eyes. Really? Yeah, and I corrected myself ASAP. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to See? that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be... I'm, nah. I feel like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, an ally here. You are, for, listen. For my women. <laughs> it's fine. I think some people might take it to the extreme. It's, yeah. You're also, I know you don't use it in that way that mm-hmm. where, where it warrants a side yeah. eye, so you're good. Don't worry. But I have still done this. So, you know, I'm just saying. I'm giving you the pass. Uh, I'm getting the female pass. <laughs> the what pass? I mean, the woman pass. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I personally don't care. Yeah. My bad if that offends you guys, but mm-hmm. like, I just don't. You know, I'll work on I'll work on bringing everyone to the middle, okay? So we don't uh, uh, react to such extremes for for frivolous things, okay? Well, not there even are cases dismissing. where it is, I'm not I'm not dismissing all cases, okay? I, I like you said, Sarah, you're taking to an extreme here, okay? I'm saying there are cases where I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. it's whatever. 
it might be it's 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 whether it's appropriate or not it's it's, it's neutral okay and there are cases where it's inappropriate and i completely agree with y'all and i and i'm an ally <laughs> you know how i know when you're bullshitting why because your voice gets higher pitched <laughs> It didn't get super high pitched. <laughs> yeah. The- or when I started talking in accents. Yeah. <laughs> and I started I using use your hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. As soon as you do that. Oh my god. Literally as soon as you do that. Okay, I don't what know. What are you talking about? This might be a bad idea sitting like this, guys. It was like mm-hmm. day, I feel like I'm here now. <laughs> but like the way my thighs are mm-hmm. on fire. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I, it's always a two days after. Like yeah, you were it is two about. days. Mm-hmm. Exactly two days, but it's fine. Yeah. I'ma just push through it. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna start off with a question here okay uh how good are you with setting boundaries in a relationship sarah honestly yeah a lot better than i used to be so now i'm good okay now you're good right mm-hmm. um so what is what is a boundary to you what, what would you consider to be a boundary <laughs> i could think of one off the top of my head what <laughs> uh i personally and this is a boundary mm-hmm. not just for relationships for anyone really yeah don't call me out of the blue if you want to talk to me, text mm-hmm. me first. Yeah. They're the only people that can call me out of the blue and mm-hmm. I'll pick up for them mm-hmm. are my parents. Yeah. My brother and you and Nabat. Okay. That works as long as, I, as, long as I'm in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> first of all, you never call me. Yeah. I never and if you do call me, it's for something important. Yeah, so I know that. Exactly. Or, you, or it's usually because I've sent a few texts yeah. and I haven't gotten a reply. Yeah. And I really need a reply. <laughs> yeah. But that's the same with me for yeah. you. But. but oh, Okay, go no, ahead. we both said it. No, 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 you, you go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, okay, you set boundaries like that. Have you ever set a boundary for your partner? Like, what do you mean? Because this is a, the boundary you mentioned is something mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want something, you wouldn't want to be done to you or like yeah. something, a personal boundary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you ever set a boundary like within, within a relationship of what your partner can or cannot do? Yeah, you don't call me before. I mean, like them personally so okay give me what i'm example. referring to yeah here, elaborate what, I, what i'm trying to lead towards here mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. a situation that happened actually a few weeks ago we didn't have time to get to it so we're going to talk about it now mm-hmm. it's with the whole jonah hill boundary situation you know about this right i don't you don't know about this no i don't i thought you knew about this no you know living on a rock ice <laughs> <laughs> clearly i'm out of touch with the reality <laughs> well essentially what happened is that he had an ex-girlfriend named mm-hmm. sarah brady who came out with a text that he sent to her which basically like listed out a bunch of boundaries well like people are saying quote-unquote boundaries that he set for her so like just to give you an example he here set bound- okay i have a problem with that already but i'm gonna let you finish okay just to give you an example so the the text i'll read it exactly as is so it goes plain and simple colon he said that yeah in the text it starts off with plain and simple and it has a semi is the semicolon is, is it the colon the two dots semicolon colon is the two dots semicolon is with the comma okay colon and it goes if you need another colon so this is very passive aggressive initially okay no, I mean, i'm not gonna judge here okay and it goes the first note is um surfing with men and just to give you an example just to give you context here his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend now the girl he had at the time she was actually a pro surfer okay and she's she was before they met after after they broke up she's been a pro surfer her for a majority of her life she's known for this so he wrote surfing with men is a boundary he put up saying she can't do that uh boundaryless boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men uh to model to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit to post sexual pictures 
friendships with women who are unstable in who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. He's saying you can't have friends who might be problematic, basically. And then at the end, it says, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. So he basically listed out all these things. And then the next text said, my boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt or our trust, blah, blah, whatever. But the main part is that thing. So those he listed out those things and like, hey, if you want to be in a relationship with me or continue to be in a relationship with me, you have to follow these rules. And he set those boundaries for her. I want to know what you think first. Huh? I want to know what you think first. For me, okay. So like for me, it depends on when. I'm not saying that these are like good things um, to bring up in the middle of a relationship or whatever. Like, you know, do you whatever. But like these are things that like, like I mentioned, she's already a pro pro surfer. And a lot of these things that, he wrote down here or some of these things he wrote down here she was already doing those things mm. and ironically enough the way they met is that she posted a, po- a picture on instagram of her like in a bathing suit or uh, surfing or something and he dm'd her off of that post so essentially he's kind of like saying hey i know this is how we met initially but all those things that i initially was attracted to you for you're gonna have to stop those so that's where my issue is with this. Like, if he came into the relationship in, like immediately and was like, "Hey, I want to be, I want to talk to you, I want to get to know you," but these are my issues or these are my boundaries. And at that point, if she continued to be in that relationship or like chose to continue to pursue that relationship, whatever, you know, that's that's on them. If she came out with this after that, after he already set these boundaries at the beginning of the relationship, then I feel like he's already like he's scot free. But the fact that she, uh, bef- the fact that he sent this in the middle of the relationship or like as her getting to know each other more and more that's where i'm like okay bro like you knew what you were getting into why would you come up with this now so that's what my issue with it is and also yeah that's my issue with it have you heard of the saying you lose them how you get them no oh well why is that how that's an example yeah i guess so because he got her based off of her pics and he's Mm -hmm. saying i don't want you to post pictures like that but in terms Mm -hmm. of my opinion first of all what? You know it's going to be good when I start with first of all. <laughs> um, who is he to tell her what she can and can't do, first of all? Mm-hmm. Second, I understand having expectations in a relationship mm-hmm. and having respect for your partner in terms of avoiding uh, infidelity or whatever the yeah. case may be, right? But if your job involves surfing with people of the opposite gender, yeah, exactly. that's like that's like those... And I'm using air quotes here, but mm-hmm. those Islamic men who say, I don't want you to talk to your coworker because he's a male. Mm-hmm. My nigga then make, allow me to stay at home. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work then. Yeah. Can you support well, me? Technically, that is his obligated, ob- obligation. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. so <laughs> it's one thing uh, similar to what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if you're meeting someone for the first time and mm-hmm. after a conversation, you both decide like, you know, I like your vibe. I want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. And so you outline, you know, your expectations in a relationship. Like, okay, I'm looking for a partner that's like this, this, and this. And then she says the same Mm -hmm. or he says the same. And you find that what you're looking for aligns with each other. Mm -hmm. Then great, continue and get to know each other. Yeah. But if like from my experience of like meeting people and then guys will say like, oh, I'm looking for someone who's like this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I know myself. 
And if if what he's describing is a total opposite of what I am, yeah, respectfully, like I respect what you want. I'm just not that person. Yeah. So good luck finding her, but I'm gonna respectfully duck out. Exactly. So that that was I think that doesn't biggest... make sense though. Yeah. For someone to pursue you mm-hmm. and then once they get you then be like oh you know what you know what you've been doing your entire life like i mm-hmm. actually don't want you to do that yeah. I, I don't vibe with that yeah and it, i think that's the biggest issue with this is the fact that he came in with this like almost out of the blue in the middle of the relationship instead that doesn't of make sense starting the relationship with those because i don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with um starting relationship being like hey i don't want you to talk to or i don't want you to hang out with a male friend um by yourselves like this is just an example i'm using i'm not saying this is something personally i would say yeah but like if you start a relationship be like uh like here are things that i don't like like if you um like hanging out with a guy by yourselves going out or whatever like i don't want that to happen because technically you're still controlling what they want to do or what they do with their lives personally but it's a boundary that you have something that you don't want to Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. See, right? And and you and technically it can be taking, it can be less than that or more than that. Like there, because there are cases where you personally probably would wouldn't want your guy like, uh, like would you want your man to like, go out and just have a night out with like a girl, a a friend that he had that happens to be a girl. I didn't want to say girlfriend, but like you know what I mean. See, just that face you're making. No, because what <laughs> you're giving me PTSD. <laughs> just kidding. Um. I think that it depends on the context, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it also depends on the trust that you build with that person. Yeah. Who this girl is to that person. Like But like that's like, in the middle of a relationship though. Okay, but like think about it like me and you, for example. Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't count. We're no, basically yeah, it's siblings, family. right? It's yeah. family. But Nabat and you mm-hmm. again are kind of sort of family, but yeah. like to someone who doesn't know mm-hmm. the ins and outs of your familial relationships, mm-hmm. they could see you and Nabat I don't know, you could be on your way to meet me or something yeah. and you could be in the same car together. Yeah. But a girl that doesn't know your family that well could mm-hmm. have a problem with that. Yeah. And what if what if she tells you, Amir, I don't want you to drive around alone with Nabat? Well, I'm talking about at the beginning of a relationship. If it's in the middle, mm. it's like, hey, you already knew this was like something mm. I, I do or like something that I'm already active in. Yeah. Like you should have brought it up at the beginning. So do you feel like that person isn't justified at that point to bring up that? No, they're, they're justified to bring up that point. But of course, that's where you like you, you talk it out because there are certain things you might miss. You might not remember or you might not even think of uh, explaining or setting as a boundary at the beginning of a relationship. And then you remember at the at the middle. But in a case like this, where it's completely obvious that this girl was already uh, taking part in a lot of the things that he mentioned, it's like um, that's where the issue is. And also, ironically enough, mm-hmm. Uh, well, the other, the other issue people had is that he was misusing the term boundary. Yeah, it's not a, it's, that's not a boundary. Yeah. Those are his expectations for her. Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, people were calling him out for how ironic this was because he actually came out with a documentary uh, like recently mm. about his his journey with therapy 
and like getting a psych not psychologist a therapist and like that whole process and in therapy in general called i think it was called stutz uh but he came out with that and then now people are like you made a whole documentary on um therapy and and you should be well versed with these terms and how they're used yes you're yet you're misusing it in this situation People can go to therapy all they want. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't mean that they're going to have a healthy... But when you have a documentary on it, you, you're expected to have at least some deeper understanding of what He's rich. those terms are. He can make a documentary about literally anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Like when you have the resources, you can. You don't have to be an expert in anything. Yeah. You can, you know? So like I, I the way that I see it, I, I totally agree. He did misuse the term boundary because mm-hmm. when you're setting boundaries, you're setting boundaries for yourself and how yeah. people treat you exactly you can't control what other people do Mm -hmm. when you're trying to formulate a romantic relationship a huge part of that is trust right and Mm -hmm. like having respect for one another and and knowing that for example if you have a partner you hanging out with a girl that's Mm -hmm. not a family member to you would hurt that person's feelings or would make them feel some type of way so you you intentionally now avoid it Mm -hmm. means you respect your partner yeah and you're developing that trust between you guys Mm-hmm. But for for him to say like, I don't want you to hang around with friends, friends, yeah, that have a cra- from your crazy past or mm-hmm. something. First of all, that has a very judgmental undertone. It does, yeah. Um, because now he's implying that she used to be like that, but because now that she's with him, she's saved. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm rolling my eyes because some guys have this complex that mm-hmm. like when they get with girls that they they they're Plus, elevating their yeah. life. Oh. Y'all, this is about to turn into that type of podcast real quick. <laughs> like, I'm all the way triggered right now because mm-hmm. people who believe that, like, oh, ever since she got with me, I elevated her life. Mm-hmm. It's giving me very much what's his face, the bald guy that all the Andrew guys Tate? like. Andrew Tate yeah, vibes. It is, it is a very like red pill idea, high value man, where you're you're a high value man, so you're you're bringing value to their relationship. But by that's being the thing because they're lower than you. The way that I see it. Mm-hmm both men and women mm-hmm. you should be working on your individual self yeah to become the highest form of yourself mm-hmm. and then you can seek out a healthy relationship yeah that that where and, and of course no relationship is perfect okay mm-hmm. just because you work on yourself doesn't mean you're never going to fight with your partner that's yeah. that's stupid what i'm trying to say is is that if you feel like you getting with that person is going to make your life better, mm-hmm. or if that person feels like if I get with this person, I'm going to help elevate her. Like, no, yeah. you're, you're, or like, Oh, this is my other half. Like you're a whole person. Yeah. You don't need someone to complete your life. Yeah. If anything, they're just going to enhance what's already there. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's sort of like, it's like the cherry on top, the frosting on the cake. Like you already have the cake there. Yeah. It's just adding to it. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not completing it or like well yeah people do that in a lot of aspects of their life like to go even deep like when you're in that relationship a lot of people will say if the relationship's not working out they might say oh if we have a baby then the baby will fix the situation yeah but really that just makes things even worse yeah yeah so people will kind of convince themselves of certain things you know to try and save whatever they currently have instead of realizing that maybe it's something they have to work on themselves oh shoot but that like something externally instead of something internally essentially yeah, and I think mm-hmm. like in our past up, like past w- really old episodes mm-hmm. where we spoke about, I think we spoke about relationships and breakups, and I know we both have spoken about the importance of working on yourself before getting into mm-hmm. a new relationship with someone because you there's that like 
there's that whole idea of like you know you can go from relationship to relationship and you feel like mm-hmm. oh i just haven't found the one i just haven't found the one yeah. like if you if you if you're struggling with a with all of your relationships like maybe you're the problem mm-hmm. like i hate to say it like that but like it could really just be you like <laughs> it's not the other people and yeah. the thing is is like because you're not working on yourself you don't know how to pick someone who's actually right for you mm-hmm. so you're picking all the wrong people so those those people they're they could be perfectly fine mm-hmm. but because they're not for you they seem like the worst person in the world yeah you know what i mean like i i, I think by working on yourself you get to know yourself more and mm-hmm. you get to know what you like what you don't like and yeah. by knowing those things like truly knowing and understanding that then mm-hmm. you'll be able to actually recognize who is for you and yeah. then when you finally meet that person you're like oh my god this makes so much more sense mm-hmm. even if you have disagreements or arguments or whatever the case may be rather than it being the end of the world it's just a conversation and it's just a way for you guys to further develop that relationship yeah so like Jonah Hill, <laughs> nah, you need to find a new therapist because clearly it ain't working for you. Well, there is uh, another aspect to this. Oh no, that the guys who are more on Jonah's side are pointing out is there because it is kind of shady. Just, just you know, what's shady? So essentially, when she came out with these tweets, did she post tweets, the screenshot? She, she posted it on like a story. Yeah, she posted a screenshot of the the why thing, and she, and the thing is, this happened years ago. Like. They, they their relationship was over years ago like maybe two or three years ago and um she came out with it right after he had a baby with his new wife or fiance like literally they just had a baby and then she came out with the with okay. the post that's a little weird yeah and the thing is that she also currently has a boyfriend or a fiance he's like why are you rehashing this stuff now mm. and then when when they asked her like why'd you come out with this now and she's like oh i would have came out with it earlier but um his wife or fiance i'm still can't remember that part but she uh was uh she was pregnant and i didn't want her to be too stressed so i was gonna wait till she had a baby and then come out with it afterwards yeah that's kind of a weird reasoning for it so people so the people who are more on jonah's side of this situation they are pointing out that like being like why are you coming out now this is shady and then they'll go like to the stream be like you can't trust women they're gonna like yeah whatever but you know <laughs> listen so that's just another aspect of it i want to bring up as well she's wrong for how she went about it mm-hmm. but he's wrong for what he said to her in the text they're both wrong yeah but i i feel like personally i'm like you should have just left that in the text like you yeah just like moved on and like that guy seems like he's happy now he has his own kid but he has his own wife it's like it seems like they've both moved on from the situation so mm-hmm. why are you bringing this up now years later i find that so weird if if like you dated someone once upon a time things mm-hmm. didn't work out and then now you're in your own new relationship and yeah that other person's in their own relationship and you're mm-hmm. still like talking about it yeah like what you doing yeah I think move on <laughs> a lot of those guys were saying like oh she still has feelings she caught feelings blah blah, blah. she's jealous but you know all those you know the things that they would normally say. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she caught feelings. I, I don't, I, we don't know. We what, don't know what the reason is. Yeah. But. Like, we'll never know the reason for why she posted it. That's weird. Like, yeah. I don't understand it either. Mm-hmm. But like, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. I, I don't, I don't agree with her approach. I thought mm-hmm. she was like, she, he no said one, this no to her. No one is the victor here. Like, no one's, no one's coming out on top on this one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, that's just weird. Yeah, he got a lot more heat for it, but then of course, I think he like I don't know if maybe he just ignored it or didn't address it, and it kind of just moved on. But um, I think at the end of the day, like 
you know, what you want in a relationship is Mm -hmm. your prerogative, right? Like we're not here to shame anyone for what their expectations are Mm -hmm. and what their boundaries are for themselves. It's just how you go about communicating that with your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're getting to know someone for the first time, communicate what you want and what you don't want from the jump. Mm -hmm. And that way there will, inshallah, be no surprises like, you know, as you're going through. Yeah, and figuring things out. Yeah. And if there are, you obviously, you know, you navigate it as they come but like if you know that someone like if i met a guy Mm -hmm. because he saw that we were on a podcast yeah and then you know six months in he's like yeah you're too close to the mirror i don't want you to do the podcast get the out of here like get out of here what are you talking about you literally dm'd me from the podcast page you know what i mean like it just makes literally exactly what happened with their situation (laughs) yeah it just makes no it makes no sense to me like Mm -hmm. what do you mean i don't want you to do a podcast like you literally listen to it yeah <laughs> it's so strange yeah so that was Some that was uh, weird, i'm surprised bro. you never heard about this story no yeah. i guess i'm living under a rock exactly <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of dark femininity um i'm not super familiar with you, that you term. might have you might have taken part in dark femininity but you don't know about it have you ever done this have you ever done this thing where like you're you're texting between another guy or something and you don't want to re- you don't text back right away mm-hmm. you wait you get you give it a certain amount of time before he texts back, so you make them feel like, oh, you know what? I, I maybe I don't need you, or like, you know, you you're giving them a little bit of like, uh, you're trying to make them, uh, you're playing games a little bit, you know? You've you've probably done something like that in the past, right? Come on, don't lie to me. Okay, let's say that Sada has done that. In no, the no, past. no, I'm, okay. I'm thinking. I'm, you know what it is though? Yeah. I actually like for the most part, I re- respond right away. The only time I don't respond is if I don't have the mental capacity to do so. So okay. it depends on the message. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Well, dark femininity is dark femininity. Mm-hmm. I really struggle with that word. Is more of like the active, the uh, the active like um, form of that, where you're actively trying to do that, where you're trying to manipulate a man to essentially either make him fall in love with you or like get whatever you want out of him. And that's dark. So like those ge- those things like uh, not texting back right away. Uh, what are other examples uh, that you can think of that people do? Uh, Withholding like your affection from someone. Yeah, like um, not committing to the si- to the relationship. Like always kind of being like oh, playing you hard know, to get. Playing hard to get. Essentially, mm. so these are like, but they're actively doing this, and they know that they're trying to manipulate the man to uh, get what they want out of him. Whether it's like the relationship or or uh money or whatever it is but there's that's wild that you think i would do that (laughs) no no no, but i feel like everyone's kind of had this idea where like oh i don't want to seem desperate or i want to seem i I, want to make them like 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 um you don't feel like they need me so i'm not gonna because that's essentially what they're trying to do they're trying to manipulate the man to feel like the man needs them so so they have more control over the situation and have like a more of a superiority over the man that's crazy. Yeah. So Have it's I essentially done that before? maybe I've done the whole like I'm not going to respond right away, but it wasn't because I'm trying to control the guy. Yeah. It was probably because I just didn't want to seem like mm-hmm. I was trying to hide my hold my cards too closer to me. Like I don't want him to know that I'm into him. I'm going to take two days to respond. See, so that that's a, that's a form of dark femininity. But it wasn't like oh I'm doing this because I'm trying to control him. Like, oh, but like ultimately that's the goal, right? You want to feel like you have control over the relationship, right? This is essentially well. Like the female, ver- the women's version. Can I say female's version? Yeah, you can say that. Okay, the female's version of um, red pill. Like the males have red pill, females have 
dark femininity because they're both they're both essentially trying to forms of manipulation yeah they're tr- they're both trying to reach the same goal of having more control. control and being the top of that relationship like the alpha of that relationship i don't do that whole replying thing like that's not something that i've done in recent times that's mm-hmm. like something that i've done when i was a lot younger like way back when yeah but i just feel like now it's like i respond when i can that's it that's literally it mm-hmm. if anything if i know that my responses are going to be slow i actually give like i would give the heads up like hey this is what i'm up to yeah. so if i don't respond this is why Mm. or i just text them later like hey this is like you know whatever like you know what i mean but yeah. but maybe that's just because like with age and, ex- and experience mm-hmm. you become wiser you know but mm-hmm. in terms of dark femininity being the the equivalent of uh red pill mm-hmm. what do you not think it's equivalent i thought you agreed with me on that no so like could, think about it they're both okay red pill are basically telling you the exact same thing like they're they're giving the same information mm-hmm. just one is has a uh, 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 woman um, telling you to what to do, mm-hmm. and the other one's a guy telling you what to do, or like telling you. So, like that situation where you're talking about the text, like uh, not replying right away, or like uh, maybe ghosting them for a while and then mm-hmm. randomly hitting them back. Like those are things that I've heard both on the red pill side and on the dark femininity side. Uh, another one that I heard was like not showing up to a date and like like not giving like a proper reason. I believe that's, that was one like extreme thing. That's just straight up disrespect, though. Yeah, to, and, it, and it's like to see how much they really want to be with you. What? And then if they stick around, that means like you have control now, guys. Like men that are listening to this. <laughs> if a girl does not show up for a date and then does not have a very justifiable reason, not excuse. Mm-hmm reason for why she didn't show up and why she didn't communicate until yeah. after the fact leave her ass <laughs> <laughs> well like that's the thing it, it's they're trying to weed out the people that they feel like are more sure of themselves and they feel like they can't control so if the, if they end up but leaving, the red pill community yeah if a guy actually chases a woman like that mm-hmm. the red pill community would refer to this guy as a simp would they yeah. not I've I, I've cracked the code. I now understand. And those and the simps will be going towards and the dark feminine dark feminines. What? Hmm? Dark feminines. What, what would you What would you call if you if you were part That's of that dark femininity cute a group like it, like a red pill is called red pillar, but like what would a dark femininity person be called? A dark feminine? A dark femininer? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a word. Um. Oh, um, there's a word there somewhere. I, I'm sure they call themselves something. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, um, I don't know what, but. but yeah, what was I getting at? You were saying that. Uh, oh shit! Oh no! Now, now we lost it. Damn it! Hold on. Yeah, but I just wanted to make you aware that there's a community like this out there, and now you're probably gonna get it on TikTok because we've said it multiple times. You know what? Let me just search it up right but, now. But my thing is, is like I've heard of this type of stuff. It's just like it's referred to as being toxic. <laughs> But you know what's crazy is mm-hmm. that like, you know, the talk about being in your like for women, like being in your feminine energy versus being in your masculine, masculine yeah. energy. Doesn't dark femininity sound like more just being in your masculine energy? Like you're trying to take control over the situation rather than being led by the man. Well, I was actually pulling it up right here. It says, what is a dark feminine or what? What is dark feminine? Femi- fem- how you are. You just have to say that you're fine. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> refresh what is dark feminine energy and they described it as the dark feminine is one half of the divine feminine oh yeah i just saw that she is not the negative shadow aspect of the feminine but rather the dark fiery transformational aspect of womanhood 
the birth, death, and rebirth cycle is at the center of our story. What? Celebrities such as Rihanna, Beyonce, and Angelina Jolie are all great examples of women who have tapped into their dark feminine energy and channeled it in their art and self-expression. I'm I'm reading this like how to unlock your mm-hmm. dark feminine energy. Don't explain yourself every time. <laughs> like these are yeah, the, like that's the thing. These are the tips. Say no. Set boundaries. Setting boundaries is fine. Mm-hmm. Practice self love. Walk with confidence. Prioritize yourself. Don't overshare. Be a b word. That's mm-hmm. literally one of the tips. Um, fall in love with your shadows. Shadows? I think shadows are like people who follow you. What are shadows? Mm. I think like stalkers. Aren't shadows like stalkers and stuff? I'm pretty sure that that means something like that. This is very like... Yeah, but those things, those, those are the things that they, they tell women to do. Like, don't be that nice girl. Don't be the open person. But you know what that sounds like what? to me? This sounds like a response to having trust issues for men. Like when a nice girl gets taken advantage mm. of, this is the response to that. Yeah, it's that's why I'm telling you. It's, it's the same thing from the red pill side because they say the nice guy finished last. Yeah. So be instead of the B word, mm-hmm. be an a hole. It's I'm telling you, it's literally the exact same yeah. thing, just on the other side. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, so that was that was just something I wanted people ma- be aware of that the red pill does have a counterpart in the w- in the female. Do you feel or like, women's uh, side of things? <laughs> do you feel like you could sense? I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for that word. I know it. No, you'll be fine. Okay, I'll defend you. Don't we'll worry. See. I see the comments first, anyway, mm. so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confirm your g- girls because uh, he's he's not trying to be offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you would notice if a girl is practicing her dark feminine energy towards you, or do uh, you think you wouldn't really notice? No, I probably wouldn't notice. Dang, like so unless would, it was like you would super... just let yourself get taken advantage of. No, because like, um, or be controlled manipulated even because um, like, i'm i'm not a, I'm, I'm secure in myself i know like if i feel like they're doing certain things that are just negative in general like because a lot of those things will usually only attract or keep guys who are like insecure. simps or insecure essentially mm-hmm. I, I know i use that word because you used it earlier okay i'm just saying but like insecure <laughs> the guys men. won't come for you yeah now. people who can be easily manipulated but if you feel like you're being manipulated or like you can kind of pick up on it. But there's a difference between being secure within yourself and being mm-hmm. egotistical too, right? Like being confident yeah, and egotistical or a narcissist even. Mm-hmm. There's a very fine line, you yeah. know? And a lot of narcissistic men mm-hmm. and women, you know, I won't discriminate, but like narcissists in general, I feel like they hide behind the disguise of, oh, well, I'm confident. Like they'll use that yeah to try and hide behind who they really are yeah you know so you feel like someone who's truly insecure deep down but maybe Mm -hmm. exudes like this persona of being confident that's the type of person that would fall for a dark feminine energy um yeah because like it is it's who you are and like well you're putting up a front Mm. but ultimately you are a person who is like insecure and just really wants attention from your partner so you feel it. like, on the contrary, mm-hmm. a woman who's practicing the dark feminine energy is mm-hmm. also like kind of insecure too. Yeah, mm. yeah, because I feel like you have to be insecure to uh, resort to using manipulation tactics mm-hmm. to keep a partner or to attract a partner. Mm-hmm. 
Rather same thing with the same thing on the same thing on the red pill side. Like the reason we don't like red pillars or we we uh, warn against them is because like they don't feel like their own personalities and their own character is can enough. carry them into into a, a successful relationship. So That's they have to resort to like manipulation tactics and different when doing weird, very like over, in uh, a way though, negative like, things. In a way, it's kind of sad. It is sad. Yeah, the whole that whole community sad, and now there's a whole sad side on the women's side. They belong together. They do. They, they just, they're just, made for each other. Yeah, like they're yeah. similar, similar boats. You know, like it's like it's like all like a game of like tactics because they're both trying to manipul- manipulate each other at the same time. <laughs> and then eventually, when they let their guards down, they're just like mm-hmm. too. They just cry it out. They find out. Oh, we're both just really insecure here. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's very sad. Everybody has someone out there for them. You know. Yeah. No, I know. It's just like I'm just thinking about it from a sense like when you humanize those mm-hmm. people because i know we like they get a lot of slack right? yeah or flack flack that's what it is yeah they get Slacks. a lot of <laughs> office program <laughs> they get a lot of flack yeah for their you know their ideologies and whatnot mm-hmm. but really deep down they're just they're just projecting like they're just insecure yeah. and you know what would resolve that is honestly just getting a good therapist and then mm-hmm. eventually doing the inner work within yourself and then you you inshallah you find your your partner inshallah guys you know what just go out there and be yourself that's all we're trying to say (laughs) okay the next topic here i wanted to cover was some controversy oh so have you heard uh that there's a new snow white movie coming out i did and um apparently it's gonna be a little different Mm -hmm. from i'm surprised for someone who lives under a rock that i even heard about this but you didn't hear about the jonah hill situation but i digress (laughs) so (laughs) I actually know all about the Snow White situation. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, it's going to be headed by, or the main actor is going to be Rachel Zegler in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what she's mainly known from before. I didn't I feel like her face her. is familiar. I've seen her somewhere else. But she recently came under, under some heat for making some comments about the new Snow White. Uh, I actually wrote down these comments for once, so I had them here. Okay. So do you know D23? It's basically where Disney has like a, uh, an expo. expo. Exactly. Oh, look at it. <laughs> well, they had an expo. And of course, since it's coming out, uh, Snow White's being made. She was mm-hmm. there and she was yes. talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she characterized, you know, Prince Charming, one of the big characters in the, in the movie. She characterized him as a man who actively shadows her, basically a stalker. And she labeled that aspect of him, that aspect of the film to be weird and confirmed that they don't do it this time so i think uh the next comment she made was like basically it's uh she was she was making other comments like how she's not looking to be saved by the prince and that classic story like no she's not out here looking for love or trying to fall in love all that stuff and then these comments kind of got her a lot of flack initially um and then also for the remake, she was um, talking about her experience with the original movie, the one that came out in 1937. I think everyone knows that one, the classic. And she's like, yeah, I was scared of that movie. I didn't really like it. Um, and she's like, just to remind you and the audience members who are going to be watching this, it's no longer 1937. So she was making all these comments, essentially, being like, hey, we're trying this whole new age thing. Mm. And you know how public's going to be like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't it. broke, don't fix it, right? And you know, honestly, about that whole statement, like I feel like it's okay to modernize certain stories. Like how they did with Little Mermaid. I was just right? gonna say that, yeah. Yeah, they modernized that one. Like the character doesn't look exactly like the um character portrayed in the original, I think, nineties 
uh, animated movie. Was it was it nineties? Yeah. yeah, in the nineties. But like, um, I, I didn't watch that movie by the way. The I Little Mermaid. Have. Yeah, I should have. Did the, you watch it? No, I haven't Should even. We seen talked the all about this and we never even watched it. I know we really did talk all about yeah. it, but we just didn't go. I haven't but like, the movie in ages. yeah, but I, I feel like a um, from what I've seen from the trailers, they still stuck pretty closely to the original story. What you mean with the red hair and stuff? Not with the red, but like the the the, the same beats of the original story. Yeah, like I think the whole purpose of doing the mm-hmm. what, what is it called when they're remaking the movies but like the human vo- the human version <laughs> there's a word oh, for uh, it. live action yes that's yeah the whole i i to me anyway mm-hmm. i felt like the the whole purpose of live doing action? the live action movies was to modernize, modernize it to today's time yeah. right like the essence of the story is still there yeah but the overall like the details and nitty-gritty mm-hmm. like that's just updated to be more reflective of today's times exactly and the thing is, is that I don't actually have a big problem with a lot of things she that she said. Mm-hmm. My issue is, or the issues that she's having is that she's not very good at like, yeah, she's just saying she doesn't have media training. That's exactly. literally it. That's the media really training is like completely not there at all. Because you know what it is. Yeah. One, when you have a fan base where they're they know and love something, mm-hmm. they're always going to be resistant to, to change. And I, don't, I don't know why she's not aware of that. Like, it feels like every young. time she says, yeah, she's that's young true. and doesn't know any better. And probably her publicist didn't prep her for this. Yeah. And then on top of that, especially when it comes to Disney, like those, mm-hmm. those animated classic films, mm-hmm. people are like diehards, like gr- grown adults with like mm-hmm. 17 kids. They're A lot of times fans. it's also people who aren't diehards, but just looking for something to say. Yes, but it's like people who are so attached to these films because it's part of their childhood mm-hmm. and maybe their their kids or yeah. their whatever you know like yeah. like they really feel connected to the films. Yeah, and so it's sort of like think of it this way, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna completely derail for a second. Yeah, think of it like you want to get a job at a retail store in your interview. You're gonna act like you're the biggest supporter of this store. Yeah. Oh, I love Lululemon. I wear it day and night all yeah. day even though you probably have never shopped there a day mm-hmm. in your life but you're trying to get this job yeah so obviously for her when she's doing these interviews post-production and i guess promoting the movie mm-hmm. you should be singing its praise and saying how like i think her approach was wrong because she was insulting the original movie exactly that was but she big... should have spoken about the impact it maybe had on her like mm-hmm. oh yeah you know it's it's really it's a really great film mm-hmm. um this time we decided to take a more modern approach to it yeah um and then explain the premise of the movie. But what she was doing was she was like, oh, yeah, it's no longer 1937. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I also think, like, the less you say, the better. Like, you can speak its praises. You can say, mm-hmm. like, oh, I know it's a beloved movie. You don't mm-hmm. have to insert your opinion there all the time. Yeah. Because you have to. It's all about, like, brand awareness or, like, um, the, the awareness of the history that these live action movies have. Or not the history, but the the baggage that they're coming with because of what's been happening with like the Mulan movie that came out and with the Little Mermaid movie and the um, what was the other one? The one with um, the girl, the Beast, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast. which I don't think had that much actually I don't think because it, they followed it pretty closely. It was pretty modernized, I would say. I watched that one, but didn't they follow it pretty closely too? For the most part, yeah. yeah but there were still some modern twists it I helped guess that you could she say. was white or emma watson was white i feel like that was probably a big aspect of it yeah and yeah. I, I, I think rachel's like, and actually no she's uh like hispanic i think or i think so but yeah. even like the aladdin movie for example oh yeah jasmine wasn't technically south what is what is aladdin is she he's... was 
They're, they're, Aladdin is supposed to be like... Is he Arab? It's Arab, yeah. It's an Arab movie. Okay, well, I guess... Uh, what What's his name? The, the actor who played Aladdin was yeah. Arab, so... Yeah, so they, they, they actually played... Th- that's, a, that's a funny thing. The original movies, not the original movies, the first live actions that came out, yeah. didn't have that much controversy like in terms of the storyline or um, the casting and all of that. No, I remember Aladdin did have some did controversy. It? For Jasmine, specifically. I thought it was more for um, the, the CG for the... Um, the genie? The genie. They didn't like that Will Smith was the genie? I think there's, yeah, there was something about the CG for him because they thought that he wasn't going to be blue the whole time and that he was just going to be like a guy. But then they found out that like he actually does turn blue in the movie, but then he does turn into a guy as well. So that was, I know there's a whole controversy around that, but I don't think the actual actors really had that much controversy around it. But then again, that was years ago. So my memory is kind of like failing there. Um but mm, it says not only was the film accused of whitewashing, mm-hmm. but also colorism. Really? Mm-hmm. But the characters, from what I remember, were it's because oh, okay, what it's because um, the Jasmine mm-hmm. was played by Naomi Scott, and she's half white, half Indian. Oh, is she? Yeah, I thought she was Arab. She okay. Oh, <laughs> she she kind of looks like it, but yeah, they were basically upset that they didn't just hire an actress that was Arab as well. Yeah okay but then again the characters did look indian in the original i'm just saying okay uh-huh. they did they look brown in yeah well they have to make her look like that right like they probably no no, no. Just... i mean like in the original in the original in the original for the longest time i thought that they were it took close took place in india <laughs> i know you know what loki so did i i didn't know they were out of yeah right you know they're kids okay context all that stuff we yeah. didn't know this. whatever but um what were we getting at? So yeah, we were. So that was the biggest issue. I feel like the things that she was saying. First off, she half the things she didn't really need to say. Yeah. It wasn't like like you mentioned media training would have helped with that. It's also how you say it and whether or not your opinion is needed in those situations. Is she young? Yeah, she definitely looks young. So she, I think she's pretty young. She probably has to be in like her early to mid twenties. She is twenty two. Uh, yeah, that makes see? sense. Exactly. She's Gen Z, and yeah. Gen Z are very unapologetic about their beliefs and what they stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, you can I think you can really tell now our millennial side is mm-hmm. coming out where we are so used to being apologetic mm-hmm. and being very mindful of what we say and careful of what we yeah. say. Whereas Gen Z, they're like, nah, this is what I believe. This is what I stand for. I don't care if you don't like mm-hmm. it. And that's that's very, it's ringing very true yeah. with her. And the funny thing is that there was actually an interview with, I think it was like, because Gal Gadot is going to be playing the the witch. Mm. And they were sitting next to each other. Her and Rachel were sitting next to each other. And like Rachel's just going off on her things. And you can see like Gal Gadot just sitting there being quiet. And like, you know, just sitting there, like not put inserting her opinion at all. Just mm. being very, you can tell like she's had years in the game. Is completely media trained. What happened? We're at an hour. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Give us one sec. Okay. I know we did that really quickly, but like there really is issues with the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like I just looked down. I saw zero. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. We're back. But mm-hmm. uh, I was getting at what I was saying is that that shows you the difference between someone who's had years in the game, yeah. is media trained, mm-hmm. knows like how to just, you know, go with the flow status quo all that yeah. versus someone who's new to the game right hasn't been hasn't had too much experience with hasn't the media. D- had too much experience yet exactly and like you know she's just getting her licks right now basically and the thing is that like usually people shouldn't be um have in such an uproar about all these things but you you're dealing with like 
um, a large audience mm-hmm. and a large and a lot of people who are listening and watching this mm-hmm. who are still older and don't carry the same views as you as as a younger generation. Yeah. Um, and you can say, oh, it shouldn't matter what they think, but then again, this is these are the people who are going to be supporting the movie exactly. at the end of the day and bringing exactly. their kids to it. Uh, and if you want to reach the kids, then you should uh, realize that like you're going to reach the parents first. <laughs> yeah, but I just, like I said, like I think she seems really outspoken and mm-hmm. just like this is what I believe in and, and I'm going to make it loud and clear. Yeah. Um, I just... Well, the know. movie was delayed now, so... Really? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know what the reason is, but people are trying to like imply, oh, it's because of all the negative attention it's been getting. So they're trying to like distance themselves from that, have uh, people forget about it yeah, because yeah, people yeah. forget mm-hmm. and then come out with it. But you never know. It could be like shooting things. But the other aspect to this whole the Snow White movie, you know, Rachel had her thing. The other issue was that um, they got rid of the seven dwarves what well like they won't we, they won't be doors basically why not is they're that gonna offensive? be yeah so like because they feel like they're gonna be offensive that they're using doors in a movie they just chose to have regular size people play the characters are they gonna be like shrunken uh i don't believe so i think they're just gonna be seven dudes seven minors yeah so it's gonna be like snow white and the seven guys seven minors i don't know <laughs> interesting yeah and uh people are saying like now wokeism they yeah. call it wokeism has gone so far that they're literally putting people out of the job because normally that those roles that would be filled by small persons what is the term that they would like to be preferred referred to is, as is dwarves considered derogatory dwarves or small persons um i don't think is it, it well seven dwarves i'm just referring to how it is in the movie but the actual people who have who are smaller are called small persons but little person little persons so little person is more offensive yeah that does sound more offensive but so them now it's hard enough for them to get work to begin with Mm -hmm. but now they're losing on roles that were literally made for them yeah um so and i think people are like now getting at peter dinklage because he's uh the the guy you know Tyrion from um game of thrones yeah he was the yeah that guy mm-hmm. um like he was talking about how like it's offensive to make roles specifically for small little persons and like a little person should be able to play any role like whether it's for a big person and he True. was right in that case but i feel like because of the backlash from that uh, movies just stopped making roles for uh making roles um or stop using little little persons for roles that were originally had little persons playing them, like in The Seven Doors. Okay, but that's like saying mm-hmm. if there's a script where someone has a black friend, they they pick an Asian person instead of a black person because they're trying to be... Well, like if it was originally a black friend or something, or be, and they're maybe playing some type of stereotype. They might switch it out for like an Asian person or... or yeah. So, but, so that's, another, that's another thing that's going on. And funny enough, there's actually... You know for the new Willy Wonka movie? It's coming out with Timothy Chalamet. For that movie, um, the Oompa Loompas, like at least the one that they showed, mm-hmm. was being played by um, a normal-sized actor, but they just like took his face and put it onto like a CG character. So it's not like a real Oompa Loompa. It's not even a real person. But it's still considered a small person. No, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, like just a little. CG person but they made him smaller than even i believe the oompas were in the actual original movies so i don't know how that's gonna work but that's just another thing of where like they people are pointing out hey like these guys are losing their jobs now because of this 
Yeah, so that was another reason that Snow White has like has been getting a lot of heat recently, or the remake of Snow White has been getting a lot of heat. I think what would have been a happy medium is mm-hmm. just cast whoever fits the role. If it's someone who's considered a little person, mm-hmm. or someone who's, you know, like a normal height or whatever. Yeah, but when the name of the well, movie like calling them was dwarf. Snow White and the, the Seven, Seven Dwarves, yeah, then, but I guess yeah, that's maybe the aspect of. Um, that way it's inclusive right like it. anyone could play the dwarf mm-hmm. they don't have to be a little person it's, it's you can't please everybody i man. feel like there is like a happy medium somewhere there but because of the climate now where people are more on extremes mm-hmm. it's very hard to have these conversations to figure out what that happy medium is because the moment you try you, the moment you say something that the other side might consider to be offensive then they immediately stop listening to anything you have to say and they, and they don't want to meet in the middle at all so it's really hard to like get there yeah. when the no, when neither side wants to talk to each other and is offended by a majority of the things that they're saying. No, you just got to approach the conversation with an open mind. Yeah. Like, you don't got to come in closed-minded. Otherwise, you're never going to have a solution like that. Yeah, and that's just something, unfortunately, is not the case currently in the current online and even like uh, real-life climate. So, yeah. you know, um, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. I think they're going to be delayed to like 2024. So Whoa. Yeah. They pushed it that far out? Yeah. So Damn. we'll see what happens then. Another reason you might be living under a rock or the, the, a reason that it may seem like you're living under a rock, Sarah, mm-hmm. is because have you heard of Bill C-18? I have. A.K.A. the um, Online News Act? Yes. So essentially, if you're not in Canada, if you're listening to this from outside of Canada, what's been happening recently in Canada is that the government uh, put enforced a new law or like it and now is being forced uh where basically it says that um digital companies must pay news organizations when someone gets to a web story through a link on one of their products so essentially it turns like whenever there's a new story you see on like facebook or instagram or any other social media they're considering it almost like a revenue source they're like like that news agency is advertising for that social media company Mm -hmm. so any money they make from because the, technically by seeing those news stories on there, a lot of the times people don't read them. They just read the headlines. Yeah. So it's almost like the social media company is benefiting mm. from having their the news agency's content on their page. But the news agency is not seeing any of that kickback from that. Mm-hmm. So now the news, news agencies are basically saying, hey, give us a kickback. Like if, we're, if, we're, if our content is going to be on your social media pages, at least get, give us some of the revenue from this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would be done like maybe every time someone clicks on it then whatever make money they make from that they give it back to the news agency because this was enforced then all the social media was like oh bet so they just took all of they basically blocked any news agency's website canadian news agency's website uh from being shown in uh on their social media pages which is crazy yeah and have you have you felt the effects of this yeah, mostly to do with like I know Trudeau was complaining about or no, mm-hmm. he wasn't complaining. Yeah, he was. He was talking about um the the wildfires and how it's not yeah. being like the the news articles about it are not being shared anymore mm-hmm. like online because of this new bill, but I'm like, aren't you the one that put that bill in place? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, he's basically trying to like uh guilt the social media companies mm. into allowing their them to show their the news agencies are Allowing the social media companies to share the revenue right. with the uh, news agencies, 
and start showing this out. So he's trying to guilt them into paying them, basically. Isn't that what happened in the States? And then they eventually caved and now, like... Did it? Maybe I'm making this I don't up. think that happened in the States. I know that there was another country. I forget, I don't know what that country is, but I think there was another there country. There was another country that I did I think it, it right? was Australia or yes, New it was, Zealand. Yes, it was Australia. Was it sorry. Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that did I that. I mixed it up. And I think eventually they were able to get it. Yeah, now the, the social media companies are paying them. Yeah. Oh, but the reason they don't want to uh, do the same thing for Canada is because they don't want to set another president. So they don't want to be like, now that two countries have done it, more countries will continue to do this. So they're kind of like putting their foot down. The social media companies are putting their foot down and be like, nah, if we allow you guys to do this, more and more companies will start doing this. And eventually everyone's going to want revenue from us. So they're just trying to stay rich and not share the wealth. Yeah, essentially. Because... Uh, at the end of the day, they're all publicly traded companies, right? Yeah. And publicly traded companies, their ultimate goal is to please their investors. Mm-hmm. And the only way investors are pleased is by seeing revenue go up year uh, year yeah. on end. Yeah. Or is that how they say it? Year like every year. Yeah. Year after year. So uh, anything that would hurt that or anything that would make it harder for them to do that, they're essentially, they're going to, of course, be against it, right? So that's what's happening right now. Mm. Yeah. And the funny thing is is that um i didn't feel it as much mm-hmm. i even when they mentioned the whole wild files wildfire story i didn't really feel it as much because on tiktok a lot of the like on the ground news or like information you're getting is from like individuals posting about it yeah I was if just you haven't say, no no i agree i they're I feel like, you know how there are, there are trends in social media mm. in terms of like what type of content is popular? Yeah. I feel like right now the type of popular content is, especially when, when it comes to news, is like like the Phil DeFranco type of vibe yeah. where you have someone basically summarizing yeah. the world news in a very short form, like compact mm-hmm. way. Um, and then even when it comes to like, uh, like Holly, well not Hollywood. What is it called? Celebrity mm-hmm. like type of news. Again, that those type of videos do well, where people will be like, "Oh, in today's hot gossip, mm-hmm. this is what's happening," and then they summarize it for you. You don't have to read any articles; you just yeah. have it there. And you know, these people, especially if they have a pretty big following, I feel like they take their fact checking very seriously mm-hmm. because they don't want to be called out for providing wrong information because yeah. they will be called out, yeah. right? Um, at least so, the larger ones yeah yeah like philip defranco definitely takes it very very seriously it's essential it's a form of uh journalism it is yeah yeah and and he's he's probably taking it the furthest with journalism where now he's like he's basically a media company in itself i'm just talking about philip defranco here for a second you know long time fan just saying. yeah i was gonna say but, here's like i even know this but like the way that i've seen this is that like uh initially when he mm. first started it was mostly just him like doing what you're saying summarizing the articles but now he's actively um pursuing the story so like if he feels like he can reach out for comment Mm. from the people involved in a story he'll do that um or he might even break a story and like come out and instead of going um summarizing an article he'll be the person breaking a story Mm. to his audience okay yeah so he's definitely he has a whole team like he definitely taken it has taken a lot more seriously recently that's really good like that's cool the evolution's really like yeah like he's he's definitely like major Every year, he's improved on his fact checking, his his uh, accountability, his trustworthiness, all of those things. Mm. Yeah, but there are other channels, of course, like you mentioned, that do that as well. Yeah, and that's how I personally have been getting my news recently. Yeah, so same. I didn't feel as much. 
Yeah, like I still feel like I'm in the know. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, I don't really use Facebook like that though. For like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and with Instagram, like, <laughs> mm. what do you mean? <laughs> Say, on TikTok, you can get served videos from like literally anyone. On yeah. Instagram, you don't like you you don't really get served uh, content the same way that you do for TikTok. Mm-hmm. So like the the first place where I'll see something is <laughs> through Usually Six Buzz. Oh, Six Buzz. <laughs> but they've been blocked from posting a lot about it too. Yeah, they don't really post too much mm-hmm. anymore. Like they'll they'll post like local. Yeah. Stuff. Or if they do post about a story, they'll they won't include like where they their sources or like usually they would include the articles, something. Yeah, there. they did use to they don't do the that article. anymore. Oh mm-hmm. they might just add a couple photos of what's going on and then yeah. describe the situation. I, I I personally do you think that they would eventually cave in? Like who do you think is gonna cave first? I don't think the government's going to change their mind. They're not going to change their mind. I don't think so. Unless I feel like I've never only, seen that happen before. Though. I feel like the only time they'll change their mind maybe is, um, actually no, because the issue, not the issue, but the biggest thing in Canada is that we have a lot of oligarchies. What's that? Where, uh, basically there's like three, two or three companies that kind of control everything. Mm. So like when it comes to our, uh, internet and like, uh, um, phone services you have like three major companies or maybe i think it's even two and then those two own like up they have like smaller subsidi- subsidiaries to them um and when it comes to the news agency like you have the government news which is like cbc and then you have the private ones like global or city tv and those ones kind of are the only ones and they don't really open broadcasting to any other companies it's very controlled by those three companies mm. um and a lot of other industries like those are just the two main ones yeah. that we usually deal with yeah but i'm sure it's the same thing with a lot of other industries yeah no I, and i and i see that too like mm-hmm. there's especially when it comes to media and telecommunications like yeah, there's it's, it's very monopolized is that a word uh, oligarchy i think is when it's uh multiple companies that oh. can control the majority of the uh, the like multi- few but multiple companies that m- control the majority the of the then. uh the the industry industry mm. uh a monarchy is when it's only one monopoly monopoly is only when it's one because oh, mono right right right, right yeah right. okay yeah so like rogers bell yeah bell so that's why it's an oligarchy. whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. so that's uh definitely been something we've been dealing with here in canada that y'all might have not heard out uh, heard of outside of canada so you know yeah. bring some canadian news to you guys <laughs> you know yeah so for those of you that actually enjoy the longer episodes, this one's for you. I know some of you have mm-hmm. actually been asking for it yeah. in the last couple of weeks. So we're listening. <laughs> Trump got arrested, y'all. Yeah. Here is his beautiful mugshot. Yeah. This, this, we just wanted to let y'all know. This is TLDR. Not TLDR. It's like uh, for your information. Yeah. Trump got arrested. It actually happened. Yeah. Even though a lot of people didn't think it was actually going to happen. He came out with the mugshot. He did. Yeah. Everybody was like, yo, that mugshot is going to be the most famous photo on the internet for like yeah a while but honestly it didn't really hit like i thought it would at least for me because he hasn't actually been convicted yet right no but even that's the first this is the first ever president time a president has been charged and arrested for a crime they've committed you know what's crazy what a lot of other american presidents have killed several innocent people in other countries they should be arrested for their crimes yeah war crimes are different though Literally every president, every political leader of every country would probably have blood on their hands oh, and yeah. would have to be arrested. So it's almost like a a mutual, it's like a mutual agreement that like, you know what, we've all 
done some crazy things here let's not start calling each other out for these war crimes even though they still do call each other out for war crimes they're not gonna be like yeah oh let's arrest this guy or whatever but like i saw some like and i saw this online too where mm-hmm. people were saying like you know when you compare like obama's presidency versus trump's presidency mm-hmm. and obama like had all these wars that were going on where a lot of innocent people were killed mm-hmm. whereas during trump's time yeah he didn't have any wars i don't think during you're, that you're time trump supporter now? no i'm not a trump supporter <laughs> I'm, I'm not playing, i'm, I'm playing, just I'm, I'm just like looking at i'm just facts are facts yeah do i think trump is a good uh president i, I haven't looked into him too much to really see if his policies align with I'm not even American, so it doesn't matter. Well, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, even if it came to policies, I don't know if I would attribute a lot of those things to the president at the time. Like a lot of the times, like whether whoever is, in, even if there's no president there, if it's vacant, yeah. I feel like a lot of things would still continue to move on like they do. It's like usually that's just a figurehead that's there to, there to like represent a country and go out and be like diplomatic around the world. But, but he's not even diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he is who he is. Mm-hmm. he's a good businessman is he a lot of his business have failed have they <laughs> yeah so how is he so rich what how is he so rich hiding money money um, laundering stealing racketeering, racketeering as they all those things you know, yeah okay saying. i can see yeah that. all right then never mind you know maybe he's not really a good person like i was really trying to dig through the bucket to try well to you find... weren't saying he was a good person you're saying he was a good businessman i thought but even so. even that is like maybe back to, in the 90s up to what do they call it up to debate up for debate. Uh, whether, up for debate mm. on whether or not he's a good businessman because of like um a lot of the issues and also the fact that like he was given everything like it's not like he started from the bottom is he a nepo baby yeah who was his dad remember, remember the whole initial controversy where he was like oh i just got a small million dollar loan from my dad who was his dad like what was he i don't know it was like some other big so trump was a household uh, name business owner even... like i'm searching billionaire. Who let's just say like for him a small loan was a million dollars so that says a lot about that's like, what a small his dad loan probably had at the time right oh he was a real estate developer and businessman yeah and he, and trump basically like took over the business and he was supposed to build his own thing but apparently like he lost it all and like he gained it back and lost it all again and it is a lot of controversy around that i don't know the nitty-gritty details i just know that it's not as like good as make people make it seem He's not as good as a businessman as people make it seem. Sorry. That's I, I mean. think I think he controlled that narrative for a very long time, though. Yeah. Like appearing like he, you know, was a good businessman or a strong yeah. businessman. And even even if he was good at making money, mm. he was very unethical in how he made that money. Mm. Like doing very like weird things with real estate and like. But I feel like a lot of rich people are like, yeah, that. Exactly. Sorry, to, sorry to like bring on that stereotype, yeah. but like. And I'm not saying rich like, oh, he makes six figures. No, no, no. I'm talking about seven, eight figures. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you rich, rich. Yeah, I was talking about this re- recently to someone. I was like, when you start reaching the hundreds of millions and even billions of dollars, you've done some shady stuff to get there. Like, there's yeah. no way you've gotten all of that and no one has suffered from it in yeah. some way. Yeah. Right? So, it's, it's definitely... Um, something to take into account when you see those people is like whether or not you should be looking at them as role models true. Mm-hmm. Um, true but yeah so he's arrested well he was arrested but then released of course almost immediately and his bail was so small yeah two hundred thousand. because it's rico charges right i thought and rico it was like charges 19 like, other people as well but i thought rico charges were like the the big the big leagues like it is but he's also i, I think also he has money right he's yeah so set it like what's I, his name and also it depends on the nature of um 
what you're being charged of and also whether or not they think that you're going to flee the country and they feel like maybe he doesn't have an incentive to flee the country or like he could um, if he wanted to maybe he'd be expedited expedited or exiled ex- exiled no when you when you're sent back to a country if they're if you're caught what is that called again it's that thing mm. so like if he, <laughs> if he were tried to escape those countries would probably send him back so um that's why they like when it came to what's his name uh the rapper um the one they're trying to free uh slime what's his name 21 no he's not arrested for rico charges the other guy and then gunna was also arrested but then he was released later and people thought he was a snitch meek mill? uh no oh well Re- yeah meek mill as well the reason he he was also charged with i think rico charges <laughs> meek mill was it rico Ch- no it wasn't him who is the guy what's his name slime a slime is like something they say and it's like a word uh drake mentions him all the time people someone's screaming at their phone right now i know what is his name hold on i'm gonna google it he's so popular how am i forgetting his name the oh baby my god not Wrong. the baby oh. i told you he's arrested for rico just search rapper arrested for rico charges that's gonna be a long list no it'll be the first one atlanta rapper yeah okay hold on just search rapper arrested young thug yes hmm. young thug oh my god him <laughs> he was arrested for rico charges why does it say why and he was kept in jail oh. and will most likely be there for the rest of his life 56 count yeah yo but the nature of his rico charges were around gang violence yo yeah he ain't ever getting out so <laughs> i feel like that also plays a part in why trump was let go with um after paying bail so yeah trump's arrested we'll see how this turns out um again thank you again for listening dang <laughs> to he's, this week's he's, episode he's gonna be in jail for a long time yeah, well yeah if he gets convicted we'll see if someone talks that's why they thought gonna talk for a while i'm like surprised because he was alive. released earlier huh i'm surprised he's still alive why would why would you be surprised if he's alive because if they suspect that he's talking aren't they gonna <gasps> oh okay okay yeah but like handle he, him <laughs> yeah but if, maybe that's uh, maybe that's the reason because he said that he didn't so maybe that's the reason he's still walking around because like he actually didn't like people just think it is you know the internet the internet likes like talking okay guys uh thank you again for listening to this really long episode of the cousin connection podcast uh remember if you like this episode like maybe subscribe you know hit that notification bell if you want you know share with your friends you, and family share, share with your friends and family mm-hmm. uh and if you really like us maybe you can go on instagram or like tiktok and you know just hit a follow there too uh, we'll post, you know, clips that I've added a lot more. Uh, I've I've put a lot more effort into the editing for that, so it keeps you entertained. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, maybe you like the clips, and you'll you know, just you know, it'll motivate you to send these clips to other friends, exactly, so they can see it and they can come back and subscribe to our channel. And then you can grow the family. Exactly, we'll have more cousins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, I'm just gonna add this. Okay, guys, thank you again for listening. Uh, we'll see y'all next week, maybe with a guest, and uh, we'll see y'all later. <laughs> Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.